This is a Rooster Teeth production. Best wishes to all you bag jellies. Climb on into the stinky dragon. Knock back our latest latte. Making up for lost slime. It's a mixture of finely ground espresso pseudopod coffee, a dash of 2% milk, a grappling of sugar cubes, topped with a few twists of lemon-faced victims. Ooh, one slurp of the strong stuff, you'll never hit the sack again. Previously, our adventurers met the monstrous mould of Underglobula, made a round-trip return back to the surface of Glurb. But this phoenix situation began to spiral out of control, and now the party is left to pick up the plasmoid pieces. Ooh, bring over a brew. Let's buckle up for this bedtime tale. Tales from the Stinky Dragon. I am Gustavo Sorolla, the dungeon master of our putrid party. I'm going to hit our laughing four players with an arrow. <laughs> this week's role playing warm up question is What flavor is the color green to your character? Mm. The color green. Mm, the color green. I'm Chris Damaris. I play Barney Farney. And for green, well, it tastes like. When Can you say green one more time? Green. Anybody else want a rendition of a Rainbow Connection sung by Barney yes. Farney? <laughs> oh my God. When I was a, a, a little boy, uh, I, there was this apple tree nearby. It was a Granny Smith apple tree. Oh. I used to pick those and, and, and eat them. And that's what green tastes like. So that's how he fell on his head. <laughs> <laughs> mm, they had apples when you were a little boy. Interesting. Wow. wow. Just like mom used to make. Just like mom used to make. <laughs> go you go next, me go next. Go for it, Blaine. All right. Hey there, it's Blaine Gibson. I'm play. Oh, wait. I'm played. I'm 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 Blaine Gibson and I play Chip Haney. He's a tiefling rogue and he's a level five. John, stop shaking your dang head at me. I just I get to have see what you don't get to see is you don't get to see you yeah. as you do those things. It's awesome. And I it's it's like watching a computer start and then stop and then start and then like blue screen for a second. Uh, hey, I don't get to see myself and I forgot I had a mullet until about 10 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, the flavor color green. Reminds me of uh, Dial Soap. Dial Soap. Uh, you see, I was a bit of uh, a potty mouth when I was a little boy. And, mm. and old uh, Linda Haney and her motherly wisdom, she'd put that bar of soap right in my mouth and cleaned it right out. And that's why you'll never hear Chip Haney say anything more harsh than shucks or gosh darn it. So we're talking like a bar of soap, like a big old bar yeah. you just to like chomp down on. Yeah, because I was a little, little rapscallion child. Mm. Where'd that come from? Child. Child. <laughs> His little... Uh, Sawyer was busted out. I was going to say, little Sawyer. <laughs> help! Help! <laughs> and there's a little kyborg in there, too. It burns! <laughs> I'll go next. Hello! It is me, Elga Von Brass, the female half-elf vampire barbarian. Played by Barbara Dunkelman. Barbara <laughs> <laughs> <Best, laughs> perfect. Best transition ever. <laughs> and the color green, you know, reminds me of a lot of things, but just like Barney, it also goes back to when I was a child, and my father used to make a broccoli. 
uh, like a like a broccoli dish that had some cheese in it sometimes uh-huh. to make me and my sister actually want to eat it because we did not like vegetables. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, I, whenever I think of green, that was it because that was really the only vegetables we would uh, agree to eat, but because it had cheese in it. I just want to hear Elga say broccoli and vegetables over broccoli, and over for broccoli, the rest of my broccoli. life. <laughs> vegetables? Vegetables. No. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> Bonjour. My name is John Reisinger. I play Metzi Confisus, who's the Eric Cochran ghost monk. Blaine, you okay over there? <laughs> Whenever you say your stuff, I lip it with my tiniest mouth and go, <laughs> you, can, you can mouth what his intro is, but you can't enunciate <laughs> your has, actual intro. He has my stats and, and class and everything memorized. memorized better. I put my friends before me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so giving. Can I roll an insight check on that statement? <laughs> <laughs> um, what does the color green mean to me? Um, it's not a color. I would say I, I eat very often, uh, to be honest. So, side question. Now, since, you, since you phrased it that way, it, it, it made my brain go on a tangent as a ghost does matite still taste things oh. or are you like recollecting memories from before you were a ghost so sad if you couldn't the apps bugales what was that <laughs> <laughs> genuinely i'm trying to figure out what you were saying i said perhaps bugales Boogers. 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 Okay. I didn't know if it was like burgers or something. I'm from Canada, so I understood. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I can. I can taste. Okay, I, okay. I, as as I can, I can hear. I can see. I can see. I can do all that. I okay. can also taste. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Good. Uh, the color green. It tastes like you know. I would say actually, uh, uh, licorice. Green licorice. Actually. Whoa, what? Okay. What? Yes. What? Is there uh, such a thing? It's grotesque. Yeah. It's grotesque. Yeah. There's ah. a. There's, it's, it's, this green licorice, or there was, it went from my memory. So that's interesting, isn't it, Bonnie? What kind of flavor? What? Chris <laughs> 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 has a disgusted look on his face. You know what? I count that as a win that I <laughs> yeah. confused him today, okay? <laughs> I start with the start of the episode, he's confused. Green licorice. Yes. Green licorice. I've never heard of it. Well, it's, you know. And green in French, as we all know, is? Bad. Oh, very good. Wow. wow. Yeah. Très <laughs> bien. <laughs> Oh, what a polyglot of a group we've got going on here. Is that a word that Chip's allowed to say? (laughs) (laughs) Go get the dial, young man. (laughs) Mama, close your ears. He thinks. This is the fabled world of underdog. Eat that. Uh, Yeah, you'd think you'd know exactly what you were looking for so desperately, but. strikes at the bejeweled mold with a Okay, okay. You've had your fun with flames. A skinless gray figure of brawny sinew and green veins steps out from a nearby tent. Stand down, Phoenix. I have my own plans for the mold. Or are you forgetting who's truly in charge of this Glirbian get-together? My memory serves me quite well, in fact. The Book of Daybreak is no more. that 
as Phoenix opens its scorching maw and unleashes a tumultuous firestorm that consumes Eddie whole. Oh my goodness. Oh, that takes care of that. I mean, maybe. What if he's fire resistant? Mm. He's skinless. Is he, please, <laughs> is Eddie dead? When the, the firestorm clears, it seems like Eddie is no longer there. Oh, oh. no. No body, no death. Oh, Barney, true. make a perception check. Okay. He's just not there or there's like ashes of him? There's ash everywhere. It's hard to say just because the whole area was engulfed in fire. Like one of them Looney Tunes where it's like a pile of, in the form of that person and then it... <laughs> <laughs> 17. You notice that the keyhole on your book of Evenfall begins to pulsate with glowing light. Oh. Keyhole on the keyhole. book of... Evenfall. And Evenfall. He, you were able to open that with, with your with clock? clock? Yeah, with your locket. As the sun sets, it seems like the golden light pulsating from the book becomes stronger and stronger. Uh, you stick your pocket watch in to unlock it, and the book seems to almost have a mind of its own. It opens up and seems to highlight one spell in particular. Summon Vesper Vein. Vesper Vein. And as you're looking at it, more text begins slowly appearing on the page below the summon spell. Can I read it? Yeah. It says, The holder of this tome must possess a gemstone worth at least 500 gold pieces. Carve the sigil of the setting sun on the gemstone. At the fall of twilight, thrust the gemstone high in the air. They shall speak the incantation. Dawn be gone, but dusk remain. I call upon thee, Vesper Vein. Hey, uh, everyone, roll initiative. Oh, oh no. no! I was gonna say from the from the last thing, I got a green gemstone when we met Mould for my my wife, my lovely wife. I think it was worth like a thousand, wasn't it? I thought it was a hundred. Okay, just oh. wanted to confirm. Was it thus begins the Vesper vein? What was that? I last call one? upon the Vesper vein. I call upon the. I had a thirteen. Ten. Va. Fourteen. Okay, behind the scenes, I've got a new way for like tracking initiative. So just give me a moment to write it all down. His technological way for doing it is a dry erase marker on a laminated piece of paper. We <laughs> <laughs> have a gemstone worth 50 gold pieces. Well, I if hope we you got friends. Well, maybe <clears throat> the mold could make us something. Mm-hmm. Oh. That'd be neat. Do you think the mold is worth more than 500 gold pieces? I we would never so, I'm not going to sacrifice him. We love the mold. I don't think Barney could uh, raise it up also. Meta sure. perspective. If we hold on to Mold, he might be New Smarsh. <laughs> <laughs> mold is Prince? Mold is Prince. <laughs> mold is Bling. <laughs> mold is Bling. <laughs> okay, well, the uh, Phoenix rolled a 24, so Ooh. it's going first. Okie dokie. Like I said, it just engulfed Eddie in a firestorm, uh, and it seems to be turning its attention over to the Mold. Is the Mold also an initiative? Yes. Okay, cool. You want to know who all is? Does it matter to you? I would like to know. Yeah. I assume us for the Mould, Phoenix, and Hexel. And Hexel. Oh, <gasps> yes, Hexel. So the Phoenix, you know, having just breathed a firestorm onto Eddie, switches to physical attacks and lashes out at the Mould with two fiery talons, hitting AC. Ooh, not great rolls. Eleven and eighteen. Why is he attacking the Mould if he needs the Mould? That's a good question. Make a wisdom check. Make him, like, subdue him, I guess. Matisse making wisdom check? Yeah. Yes. Matisse, what do you know? Tell us. That's only a nine. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's weird. Trying to subdue him. I think he's, yeah, he's just trying to, like, break his will. Guys, I wonder why this phoenix is attacking the mood. <laughs> Make a wisdom check. <laughs> 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 ah, she's learning. Ooh, 20. Nice. If you had to guess, Elga, to a barbarian, 
all problems can be solved with physical violence by mm -hmm. beating something to your will. And you think that that might be the angle this phoenix is taking here, trying to beat the mool uh, of Underglobula into submission. Gotcha. Mm. So one of the talons connects with the mool, hitting it for 10 points of fire damage. I think the AC on the mool would be like super high because they're, uh, you know, big old gym thing. The AC on the mool's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the phoenix is so gosh darn overpowered. All right, Mateed, <laughs> you're up. After Mateed is the mool and then Elga. Okay, so as far as Matisse can see, the only combatant is the Sphoenix. Correct. Okay. Well, I said he pops back up. And Sphoenix is how far away and how high up? Uh, the Sphoenix is currently on the ground because it's engaged with the uh, mold currently. So from where you are, we'll say it's probably, you know, remember the mold was in that giant crystalline mushroom. So that's, that was maybe 20 to 30 feet in front of you. Okay. To the north. Good luck on finding the gem. I'm going to go find okay. the cat. Mati dashes over, not dash, but dashes over to the Sphoenix to enter into some cat on bird combat. Uh, tail as old as time. So you're going right up uh, close? Combat. I got to. Okay. Well, I don't have to. You're right. Actually, ooh, ooh, that actually, I haven't gotten to use my Spear of the Superior Baker in the way that I want. <laughs> That's so awesome. And because I can, um, I can throw it. It has an ability called Harvest and I can throw the stick into the ground. I speak a common word that tells it to do what to do, and gold-hewn arcane spikes resembling wheat briefly shoot from the ground in a 15-foot radius around the spear. Then they make a DC dex save or take some piercing damage. That's like a, uh, you know, one of them reverse uh, dagger storms. What do they call those? Storm Colkit Smarting Dabbers? <laughs> what? Uh, more of a dabbers? A lot of people don't know that, but that Blaine was actually falling down some stairs as he said that. Know, who put these <laughs> stairs in the recording studio trying to make a podcast? Could I, um, if I took an aerial vantage point, could I then throw the spear in a way that it wouldn't get the mooled, but would get the kitty? Let me double check. What was the range on that again? The radius on it? It's a 15 foot 15 radius, foot radius. Is, the, is the harvest damage. Well, it also says all creatures of your choice have oh, to make a dexterity saving throw. I love that. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, it says you speak a command word. What's Matid's <gasps> command word oh, what is it? to call this forth? To cause it to do the harvest thing? Make, make it like a, like a bread bakery pun. <laughs> yeah, because you use the action to speak a command word, and then you throw the spear into the ground, and that's what, like, causes the, the harvest yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't... Oh, man, I'm bad at this. You, yeah, I could toss yeah, yeah, you uh, like, like, rise, like dough, or bon appetit. Uh, uh, by yeah. the power of grace oh. By the power of grace that's always a good one. <laughs> We can't do that. What? Sure, you can. Uh, uh, Reap what you sow? Yeah. Ooh. I hope you, you become... Are you ready for this? Oh. <laughs> I said that as Bart. No, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Who are you? Are you ready for this? <gasps> <gasps> oh, that's so great! <laughs> but can you do it in song? Yeah. Like, da, na, na. Song precedes uh, that. that. Na, 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 uh, na. Yep, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I throw it at him. Police are on their way. And I I guess that would mean, what, to, to, to proc that, would that be I have to do an attack roll to throw? Yes. Because the throw is the attack, and then the harvest is an ability that can proc from the attack. Correct. Your action is what allows you to speak the command word and then stick or throw the spear. It's all combined into one action. Okay. So question still stands. Attack roll? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, you, I'll say you just throw it because you're not trying to 
since it's a 15 foot radius, you just have to get it near your target, yeah. right? So you're not rolling damage for, unless you want to roll damage for the spear as well. That's what I'm asking. Okay, is it, yeah. Can that be in the same? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. In that that's, case, yeah, that's the attack. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw, I'm going to skewer this kitty. Bird kitty. I am still the one with wings around, yeah. <laughs> and then I know this is 1d8 plus 6 if I two-hand it. Does that count for throws? No, that's if you're using it like a versatile weapon in a melee oh, that's capacity. Damage yeah. Ooh, is that, that's that, that's gonna be a hard one. Is that twenty eight? Does that work? Acting. Yes, believe it or not, a twenty eight does hit. Oh, oh, oh believe that. <laughs> My chair malfunctioned. Linda, Linda, get the soap. <laughs> the dial soap. <laughs> okay, cool. And then I will roll for the pokey damage. That's eight. Eight points of pokey damage. And then I will do my... The DC check is... Oh, it's in my inventory. Sometimes when I eat raw fish, I get the pokey damage. <laughs> you get it? Nice, nice. Inspiration die if you don't have it. Hey! Hey! I needed that so badly. I think now it just procs, right? I have to make the save? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was looking for the, what the DC save is. So the, the dexterity save throw is your key DC, which looks like for you it would be... 14. Okay, DC 14. The Phoenix has dexterity plus seven, so it needs a seven or better. Come on, seven or worse. 13. The Phoenix hears your pun, your bakery-related pun, and is able to dodge out of the way of the growing wheat. No, it doesn't. Why not? Oh. It takes oh. half damage. Nani? <gasps> so three. <laughs> three. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> you take some damage. It all, it it all adds, up. adds up. Three. Okay. It took at yeast three damage. Oh, oh man. I'll I, I bow to the, the superiority of Barbara's punified head. You are lying. <laughs> <laughs> I see that genuinely think it's a, it's a, it's clever. Thank you. Okay. So anything else? Oh, and if you want, just FYI, there is an additional feature on your spear. I know. Oh, okay. Never mind. To recall it? Yeah. Yeah. But that takes a bonus action. Or an action. It's just as part of an attack or bonus action. So you could use it as, oh, part-, as part of an attack. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I recall it. Is it kind of like that guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like whistles and his like little thing comes back? <laughs> yeah, but with Matid, with the description of it, it's actually the spear actually explodes like into uh, particles of chaff and then appears in my hand. Oh. That's cool. That's canon? Yeah, that's ah. actually in the description. Mm. Super deeper. I thought, I thought, really cool. I thought you were going to ask, but you know, like that guy, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor? <laughs> 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 That also would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but much. yeah, the Spear of Superior Baking, it reappears in my hand. Looks awesome. What do you say? Allons-y. Good. That's mm. good. What is that? Bless you. So it's, it's kind of like French for let's go. Let's go. Oh. oh. Zoomer Matide. I just keep thinking of that. <laughs> what? You should have a bread-based attack insult every time you attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to just like one. make a like a library of we these. We can all work on it together. Or, or uh, <laughs> and if you have a good one, you can put it into our uh, our Discord uh, on there. Yeah. And if you put it in the first uh, slot, I'll see it easiest. Uh, we'll leave you in the crust. Yeah. There you go. Or, Bar- or this is going to hurt so much, you're going to wet the bread. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel like this entire conversation was just so you could say that. <laughs> yes, yes. Don, yes. <laughs> Lay in the tracks. Now I'm going to zoom in and cast Flurry of Blows. Zoomer, just like I said. Well, Matita's old. Remember, we went over this. Yep. This is second action because don't you have two melee attacks or you just have two attacks in general? This is a bonus action. Oh, whoa. Uh, oh, wait. I do have two attacks. Well, but if it's it's melee, I think. Yeah, was we I have calling two attacks it not an per action. Yeah, the spear. Everything Throwing the, the spear, spear is an attack. Was an, was, an, an, was, uh, an attack. Yeah, 
So now I can attack again. Oh, I thought it was just melee attacks. No, so it's it's whether or not you're taking an attack action. So oh. firing a bow or swinging an axe, those are both attack actions. Guess what I want to do? Huh. I want to throw the spear again. <laughs> can you do that again? Actually, I think I can only harvest. I think there's a limitation on the harvest. Yeah, like once a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a waiting oh tier. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no, twice for long rest. I'm throwing the spear again. I mean, there's an enemy to do it. To uh, it's, it's this. It's this phoenix. It's this Dorcas here. It's the one that Chris knows how to say. And as I throw it, I say, I miss you, phoenix. Do not wet the bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There it is. I did that just to get Chris's reaction. <laughs> Mission accomplished. While he was in the corner trying to say Phoenix, by the uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Is that what he was doing? <laughs> His head was away from the mic looking. <laughs> he was practicing. <laughs> He's going, Let's wait, 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 clear, clear. No, I don't want to. It's too much pressure. Continue your attack. <laughs> okay. Um, I will do another attack roll with the, the spear. <laughs> okay, we need that boosted like 10 times volume. <laughs> I, want, I want the slow-mo replay. Oh. I heard it in my own ears. Oh, I was like, oh no, it picked up on Your the mic. Your simple little mind forgot there's a giant <laughs> microphone in front of me. Oh. <laughs> oh, he thought he got away with it. So perfect. Can't even plan stuff like that. That's a 27. Yeah, that also barely hits like your last roll. Yeah, and so I'll roll for the damage. That's only seven. Okay. And then I will proc the harvest, which is what the phrase was for. Say it. I said, I said do not wet the bread. Do I have to be the same one every single oh, time? Oh, I figured it was like a, like a singular command phrase you use every time. No. You're yeah, toast. Okay. Like an action search. It just has to be a, a bread-related pun. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something we've never done in our D&D stuff. No nope. bread-related pun gotcha. characters. Nope, can't think of a time we did those. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to roll a DC 14 dex save. Please do that. Uh, so I need a seven or better. There's going to be people who never watched our RTD&D thing we did years ago who are going to be like, they didn't do bread puns. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're and talking they're, about They're better off for it because they didn't have to encounter Chris's little goblin yeah. character. <laughs> Blanco. 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 So I rolled an 8 plus 7, 15, so I barely make the save. So uh, half damage? Yeah, why not? I love Blanco. <laughs> you were yeah, the only one. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all hated him. <laughs> just kidding. Five. Five. You rolled 10, so half of that's five. Yeah. Okay. I can do math. I'm just explaining for our listeners. <laughs> they don't see the 10. That's why you said five. I'm saying that that's half of the, the damage. You got it, you guys. It's the, Gus is thinking about the, the audience. The theater of the mind. Oh. <laughs> and they, no, you know what it was? This is Gus going, the audience needs to know the math. Yeah. They need math. Yes. We must have he math. thinks that's like water for people. I'm pushing my glasses up by yeah. the bridge. Math. And so, oh man, do I want to actually rush in and do anything or do I want to stay... Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. What I want, I want, huh? I want a is to, yeah, why not? I'm sure my friend uh, Elga will join me soon in the melee. Yeah, Let's go. Sometimes we have ranged attacks too. <laughs> Do you, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, um, can I actually leave it? Because I, I rolled that attack to throw the spear at this phoenix. Right. And so I want to leave the spear in this phoenix. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. And I want to rush forward. Like now, you tell me what I have to do to accomplish this, and this is going to end. Before you proceed, when you use harvest, does that make your spear fall apart? No. 
That's a the the, the recall is a separate. Gotcha. Okay. Thing. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it, it it can throw, and I I have to. Yeah, Mike is nodding. I have to recall it, and or I can leave it there. So if I wanted to rush in, and I wanted to do a flurry of blows, which is melee attacks on it. Uh huh. What happens if I ask, can I kick the spear? Can I kick it? Yes, you yes, can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just trying to see if there's anything to be done as far as like bonus. If there's a weapon embedded in a creature and you attack the weapon. Normally, D&D doesn't allow for that. Like the rules are to keep things broad, but sure, why not? Let's have fun, right? Okay, well, then I'm just going to still just do my unarmed strike and you can tell me what comes of that. Yeah, then we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk to it. Flurry blows. You can spend a key point to... Going to make one of them Sphinx kebabs. Delicious. So I get two more unarmed strikes. Oh my God. I know. It's again, it is what I'm here to do. I feel like I'm playing D&D wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys always have so many cool things you could do in action. You've things. got so many. You've got multiple act- uh, attacks. Attacks You've, for action. You can turn into like different forms of the beast. Yeah. You've got bitiness. That's true, that's true, and that's I true. can hide. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of the whole point of the monk is like mastery of the body yeah. and like physical, like the, the, yeah. the pinnacle of physical fitness and just like really being in tune with it, being super fast, super strong. The, what, what I always think of is like Bruce Lee in a, like a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Just mm. like super strong and super quick and able to get in there and precisely strike exactly what you want to do. And while I'm I'm low HP because of bad rolls, I have fairly high AC mm-hmm. to be able to get in there for melee attacks. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, which I get from not wearing armor, oddly enough. Oh. Because my body is so strong. So strong. You got to have a little downside. You are pure muscle, Matid. And all legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to roll for my first one. 22. 22. That hits. Okay. I'll roll for the damage of that, which is nine. They connect and do nine points of damage. Got it. Okay. And does that do anything by going for the spear? Uh, I was going to resolve it after all of your attacks. If then that's okay. I shall do my last one, which is a 24. That hits. Nine. Nine. Got it. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, as part of it, I just wanted to make sure the reason we're resolving like any spear attack a follow-up after your attacks just to make sure that these attacks land. We'll just clear them up and then say like, so as part of your attacks, you try to, what, like punch the spear, like twist the spear? Like what's your angle here? I, maybe it's mostly like I want to kick where the spear wound is. Oh, like uh, like rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, or like moving a knife around inside somebody. Ouch. I mean, that's what the spear is. The spear is like in the cat. Yeah, make a dex check, let's say, just to see if you're able to hit the spear because it's a, like a very precise area you're trying to strike. Sure. That's a 23. Oh, yeah, that you're definitely able to hit it. And you're, like, trying to, like, wiggle the spear around in the wound. Let's say roll, like, an, an additional... We'll call it a d6 of damage. I'll take it. You're being kind. That's one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was trying to decide d6 or d4. Didn't matter in nope. the end. <laughs> and with that, the Phoenix explodes. <laughs> the, the phoenix does not like we've that just, we've just but, been watching from afar going wow i uh, uh matid leans in real close to the phoenix's ear and just says ear kitty kitty <laughs> as, oh. as, i'm as, sure as, it loves that yeah. yeah well that's fine as, as, as Jacques pops its head out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh no Jacques growling oh okay well, you said here, kitty, kitty. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Summons him. Is that it for Matid? Yes. Okay. I curtsy and move on. Dare you to find another way to attack. <laughs> I dare you. It is the Mool's turn after the Mooled is Elga and then Barney. Just that little heads up. You got it. So the Mooled uh, seems entirely focused on the Phoenix at this point. The Phoenix did hit it. It's trying to exert its control over the Mooled, and the Mooled does not seem to be interested in that, to mm. say the least. Yeah, the Mooled begins like 
shining very intensely. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> maybe you did, it, it wasn't as apparent before. Maybe it's just increasing now. It's just like you can tell that it almost seems like magic light is originating off of the mould itself. Like Edward Cullen. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Elga's familiar. Uh, you a big fan, Helga? What? what? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I did not have a poster. Don't perceive me. Look away. <laughs> How are your eyes, Marion? <laughs> the mould seems to launch a volley of gemstone shards into the air, like out of its back. Uh, and they all fire in the direction of the Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix seeks to make a dexterity saving drones. Throw. I like how now Gus is just playing D and D with himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you guys get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one does yeah. that. He's gonna do that. And then he does And then he does Phoenix. Uh, I was a, a very lonely child. I played many board <laughs> games and uh, other various games by myself, so I'm very happy to have Me friends too, to play D and D with now. With Barbies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our friend Elise has admitted to, who's the voice of Hexel, has admitted to doing that as well with just board games. Oh yeah. Chris and I used to make videos with our toys we found out while riding Sinky Dragon together. Yeah. Sinky Dragon Adventures is available now. <laughs> yeah, we both have, like, from high school and middle school, video, action figure, like, videos. videos. Is right. this? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> the shower of gemstones flies disturbingly close to you, Matid, but uh, seems to uh, narrowly avoid hitting you. I do a beautiful ballet dance to avoid them. The Phoenix barely fails its saving throw, so it takes some damage here. 11 points of piercing damage. How's this phoenix looking right now? Mad. Oh. Angry, fiery, burning eyes. Flames. So no change. Okay, guys. <laughs> of my face. <laughs> then the, uh, the mold rushes in and tries to pound at these phoenix with its fist, Whoa. with a gemstone fist. Cool. Hitting. Oh, yeah. Hits AC 17. That hits. Doing additional piercing damage, 15 points of damage, and that's it. So the mould at this point is also pretty close to you, Matit, since it also ran in to do some melee attacks on uh, the Sphinx. Oh, mould, you're our guy. Make that Sphinx never fly. <laughs> Go, mould. <laughs> Go, mould, you're our guy. Make that Phoenix. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was the two versions of like a performance check, pass and fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it for the mold. Elga, you are up. Hello. Then Barney. I would like to rage, please. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, one rage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the uh, form of the beast with the tail. Oh. Well. I'm just going to point that out. Twins! We both have tails. Yeah. Mine's a little bigger. Oh, okay. It's okay. Don't be uh, don't be intimidated. She yells from over in the battle. But don't I have a tail too? <laughs> Barney, show us your tail. <laughs> Go on. I don't have. Now show us your tail. I wish. <laughs> Someday, Barney. It's okay. It'll grow in. How many feet are we away from Phoenix now? Mm, you're at the starting point still, so I'd say you're somewhere between twenty and thirty feet away. Okay. Can I run up? About 20, 30 feet mm-hmm. to get right up on the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Mould and Matite as well. So you're in that general mix. And I would like to use my Great Axe of Gaining to swipe at the Phoenix using slashing damage. All right. Ooh. I'm going to use my Inspiration Die. That was a one. That so was a <laughs> critical fail. I'm going to do that again for a 25. Woo! That hits. Okay. Good difference. And that does. <laughs> 
That seems wrong. Eight points of slashing damage. I, I felt the same way looking at mine because the last time we played, we were playing with our level 16 characters. Yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> you also yeah. have a bonus to that because of your raging, though, don't you? Yes. It's like um, a D something. I do. Go, Elga. You're our girl. Make that Sphoenix barf and hurl. Go, Elga. That's a good one, Chip. <laughs> We got one more. Roll third declares <laughs> that I need to do one more cheer. It's a plus two to my attack, so that would be a ten. Ten points of damage. Yes. All right. Yeah, this phoenix, you can tell, is definitely aware of your presence now. But guess what? Attacks per action, too. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Get ready to be more slash. aware of me. For a 22. That hits. Doing this time 16 plus two, so 18 points of damage. Ow. I don't like that. All right. Can you do that like a cat, Gus? Meow. I don't like that. Meow. <laughs> All right. Is that it for you, Elka? I believe that will be it for me. Keep it simple. Rage is your bonus and then two attacks. Yeah. Nice. Do you want to say something to Sasphoenix? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> oh, wow. The Sphoenix uh, recoils in terror. That's right. <laughs> Scare the cat. Hey. Roll for intimidation. <laughs> Jock kisses. Yeah. <laughs> Gus just rolled three D100s. <laughs> Elga becomes pancake. <laughs> Salutations, you little stinkers. John here. Matid's a little busy making the baguettes today, so I'm the one here to give you guys some updates on what's going on in the stinky world. I hope you're already watching it, but if you're not, we've got our brand new full-length puppet video series, Stinky Dragon Adventures, airing for free for everybody at stinkydragonpod.com. We put a lot of heart and hard work into the show, and we'd love you to enjoy it. And if you love it so much, you want to support the show, you can actually do that by becoming like one of our patrons. We call them our first members. And you can do that all at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. You get access to all kinds of fun perks, like you can listen to the show with no ads. You can watch our bonus show called Second Wind, where we like dive into the episode and talk about lore and unanswered questions. You get access to these monthly subscriber events, like we do live streams or we do Discord events in our personal Discord. You get access to like exclusive merch that's coming up. And we got a brand new show just for our first members called Show Me the Magic. It's an exclusive behind the scenes look with Blaine and Chris as they sit down with like various cast and crew to talk about how Stinky Dragon Adventures was made. And on top of all of that good news, we've also got new merch in our store, which I'm so excited about. We got a Stinky Dragon Adventures puppet t-shirt. Looks like a cool like band t-shirt a little bit. Looks a little bit like Weezer. Um, if you're a Weezer fan like me, you'll have a little uh, chuckle when you see it. We also have enamel pins coming out. And we have a gum gum one. We have a Bart one. And they all have like this stats for their level one characters on the back of the packaging. So it's a little bit of a uh, little, little, little secret for you if you buy the enamel pins. We've also got, since it's the holidays, we've got Stinky Dragon Wrapping Paper. How cool is that? And speaking of holidays, we've got deals going on in our store, so this is the time to get our stuff. December 13th, it's your last chance to buy merch and have it arrive before Christmas, and we've got deals happening throughout the rest of the year, like buy one, get one free deals and discounts with percentage off and more. All of that is at store.roosterteeth.com. And finally, please interact with us on our Discord. You can find it at discord.gg slash roosterteeth, or you can talk to us via our socials at stinkydragonpod. Those are also where we pull NPC names for characters in the show. So maybe you'll show up in the show. Wouldn't that be cool? 
Let me ask you a question. What comes to mind when you think about easy decisions? I know when I think about that, I think like choose the aisle seat on an airplane. Always say yes when someone is offering dessert. And of course, selling with Shopify. In case you don't already know, Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify currently powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. No matter where you're selling, Shopify has you covered from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. And once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. We use Shopify for our own store. It's how you can get our merch. And so we're a big fan of Shopify and hope that you check it out too. You can do that and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dragon, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dragon now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That is Shopify.com slash dragon. It's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping. You're probably late already. But Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most meaningful and out-of-the-ordinary gifts for everyone on your list. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, maybe your dog. Um, and it's not just stuff you can find anywhere. They have unique and creative gifts, often handmade or made in the U.S. They even have uncommon experiences like tarot card readings, romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes, and more if you're looking for a new way to have fun and connect with your loved ones. I, for one, am terrible at finding gifts for people, but always want to find like unique gifts for people. It's a terrible combo to have, but Uncommon Goods solves that for me. Plus, with every purchase, you make it un Common Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash stinky. That's uncommongoods.com slash stinky for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Today's episode is sponsored by Misty Mountain Gaming. Misty Mountain Gaming Dice Company has an incredible catalog of dice in all sorts of materials like stone, resin, glass, and even metal. And they also have tons of specialty sets like their Ragnar's Bone Dice Set or Legends of Valhalla Hollow Metal Dice Set or Elder Rune's Blackout Metal Dice Set and even more. Their dice are perfect for any RPG like Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, Shadowrun, Savage World, Math Games, or anything else you can think of. Misty Mountain Gaming has new dice sets monthly, making it the biggest selection on the web. And they're the only dice company that offers a lifetime warranty on all dice sets, including stone and glass sets. They also have tons of gaming accessories like leather bags and books and dice trays and miniatures and more. We're big fans of Misty Mountain Gaming here at Stinky Dragon. They even sent us some custom dice just for us and our characters. Some were metal, some were bone. They were beautiful. We highly recommend you checking them out. They were even at our convention this last year. RTX 2023. Big fans of this company, our friends at Misty Mountain have an exclusive offer for our listeners. Just go to mistymountaingaming.com and use code STINKYDRAGON, all one word, for a free acrylic dice set of your choice when you spend $20 or more. That's mistymountaingaming.com and use code STINKYDRAGON. All right, uh, 
enough, that's it for Elga. Then it is Barney. After Barney is Hexel, and then Chip. A rare last <laughs> slot for Chip Haney. I might go. I think. The, I think in a recent second when Blaine even told me he's like, actually, it's really good if I go first in combat because I have a little bonus. And he's just not at he, all. He's just doing the he like smile last. and nod thing. Right I'm now. just here to support the team. <laughs> yeah, you are with your cheers. Yeah. Wait till you hear Barney's. <laughs> the gemstones that spewed from the mold. Were any of those looking like they were expensive? <laughs> Can Barney quickly appraise the thing? <laughs> yeah, pulls out a jeweler's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting strategy. Uh, make a... I'll, 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 I'll let you make the call here, Barney, whatever you want. Make either a perception or investigation check. Mm-hmm. Are either of those good for Barney? I'm guessing no, which is why I, <laughs> I gave yes. him the option. Yes. Really? Yes. Perception. That's a 23. Oh, nice. You look around, you know, trying to see if any of the gem shards that shot out might be valuable. I presume you're looking, you're trying to figure out if any of them are worth over 500 gold, if I had to guess. In this economy? (laughs) (laughs) While none of the shards themselves seem to be really worth much, uh, they're more like chips and little, uh, little bits of gems, you do notice that Hexel has a rather large topaz gemstone floating within them. Oh. Oh. Convenient. Hexel, I'm going to need your big stone. Luckily, since you haven't acted yet, and Hexel's right after you in the initiative, Hexel's still right next to you. He doesn't change his volume, though. Yeah. (laughs) What's Hexel say? Hexel says, Uh, sure. You can have it. Okay. Then can I reach in and grab it? Yeah. Hexel. Go ahead. Tickle, tickle, tickle. No, no. (laughs) Consent is good. The topaz kind of like shifts and moves within Hexel and then kind of like comes to the edge and begins poking out a little bit from Hexel's oozing body. I know how that goes. I've had kidney stones. Ooh. (laughs) Ouchies. Yeah. Was it worth worth 500 gold pieces? (laughs) No, not at all. Probably cost a lot. In pain, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so I'll take Hexel's emotional pain. stone. What kind of gemstone did I say it was? I just said to, it like topaz. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I just want to whisper. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was ever going to, to, to. Good, good. Like saying it, that's saying it. I was gonna be very disappointed. And then I go, and then I hold up. I possess the stone. Wait, you have to draw on the stone. You have to draw on the... You have to draw as a symbol. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I carve a single... The sigil. Oh, what? <laughs> I carve the sigil of the setting sun onto the gemstone using... Oh. Yeah, like that he's in... My Bar- carpenter he's tools. In, he's in Barty voice. <laughs> <laughs> carpenter tools. Okay. Uh, what kind of carpenter tools? Well, you know, like a little uh, 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 thing that you scrape wood with. Chisel. All this in the middle of combat, like very adept. And then, is it the fall of twilight? Time-wise, yeah, yeah, it's it's roughly that time. But I'll tell you what, make me a um, sleight of hand check. Like yeah, Chris is going straight into doing the task. Yeah, uh, he's just skipping. <laughs> well, we're like in battle. <laughs> no, no, I think this is good. Yeah, he turns his back on everyone and uh, yeah, sits he's, down with the topaz. Play, yeah, <laughs> go Barney, you're the dude. Show that Phoenix attitude. Uh, go Barney. Barney. Oh no, uh, I want to use my inspiration. Hey, you roll? I rolled roll a seven. He failed. A seven. I'm inspired by that chair. There you go. The chair. 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 <laughs> Go, Barney! Barney, Barney! Green? 
<laughs> Green broccoli. Yeah. 20. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, at first your hands are pretty shaky, maybe nerves, maybe old age, maybe a combination of both. But, you know, you're able to shake it out and settle them. And even though you don't have quite the right tools, you're able to uh, carve a sigil of the setting sun into the top of this topaz. And then... Dark begun, but dusk remain. I call upon deep vesper vein. Yeah, Barney's muttering nonsense. What? That's exactly what you said the first day. As you say that, seemingly out of nowhere, clouds, mist, dust begin to congeal and form a spirit of a giant twilight dragon. It begins uh, manifesting itself. You feel compelled to point somewhere for it to congeal, Barney. Like as in where it takes shape or to like... Yeah. I guess right next to the that there... That there... Phoenix. So Phoenix. Is it, nope. is it? Is it? You had it's it the first. Sphinx? Try it. Phoenix. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you keep yeah. doing it right and then saying it again wrong yeah. and then saying it again a third way. Always Sphinx. <laughs> I, I don't... Okay, is there any I picked there? <laughs> Next, so close to this phoenix, uh-huh. it all congeals and forms into the spirit of Vespervain, the, the twilight dragon. It roars as it takes corporeal form. Oh! I oh. really hope this thing is an ally. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> if Bonnie just summoned another combatant, we are screwed. Oh, no, it's like they're all fighting each other, though. <laughs> I just, but Elga and I are just in the middle of it right now. <laughs> it's okay, I have a tail. I'm watching Gus drop the thing into combat in initiative order. He's having to write it so, so small. I did this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> This twilight dragon has scales that are half golden, half indigo. It's like a Mardi Gras dragon. <laughs> okay. Indigo, that's pretty cool. So that was my action. Yes. Viking and fan. I guess as... That's <laughs> what I am too. <laughs> it's because they got horns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Minnesota. And Minnesota. The magical Dungeons and Dragonland of Minnesota. Minnesota. As my bonus action... Mm-hmm. He did say that a little bit as like, my as my bonus action, I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very snake. What are you going to do? Use my telekinetic shove. Actually, really impressive. He's always he's really good. Good. He definitely doesn't practice that at home now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll use my... Um, Tanel kinetic shove. Telekinetic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't know I'd hear a new pronunciation of telekinetic today. Tanel sounds like Wheeler's barber. You know, Tanel kinetic. Nadel Dezine. Yeah, very much so. That same. All right, All right what are you doing telekinetic shove. I don't know. Can I push that? I guess I can't really attack with it. Matite points to their spear in the. Uh, can I do that? Inside. Can, can I do that? I don't that? know. Ask can him. I tell kinetic shove it or, or, or push it in and grind it or twist it with my. Pull mi- it. And pop it. <laughs> <laughs> As a bonus action, you can try to telekinetically shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. When you do so, the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be moved five feet toward you or away from you. A creature can willingly fail the save. I'm going to allow the Sphoenix to try to make the save against you, just because we're kind of outside the rules a little bit. He is a fair god. <laughs> so, 8 plus your proficiency bonus. That's 16. Oh, it's a total of 16? Yeah. Okay. On uh, strength. Is the uh, is this Phoenix strong? Let's find out. The giant beast we're fighting? No, oh, it's actually not as strong as I would have thought. Okay. 
Yeah, it fails the save. Let me roll it. Oh. Hey. So we'll say that I rolled a six. We'll say you're able to telekinetically shove the spear and wiggle it around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> roll a... Well, since we had Matid do a d6, roll a d6 for uh, some damage there. A one! Yay! Uh, the tradition continues. <laughs> Once again, I was wrestling with d6 or d4. Didn't, Didn't matter. matter. Everything's coming up Barney. Green. Anything Green. else, Barney? Green. That's it. Guess Be what? Be nice, dragon, guess, please. Guess whose turn it is? Hexel. Oh, is that what you said? I think it is Hexel's it's turn. Hexel's turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, please be nice, dragon. Dragon. Okay. The the dragon seemed to be looking at Barney. <laughs> it teams up with the Phoenix. <laughs> no, no. And it was told to be nice. Yeah. To, to, to us and not to the, to, to the, the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the, uh, the Phoenix. Uh, oh, not the Phoenix. The uh, Hexel. Vesperi, Vesper vein. Oh, 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 it's now in the uh, initiative yeah. order. Oh, this is called the Vesper vein? Vesper vein, yeah. Looks at you a little confused for a second, then looks back at the Phoenix and sees your friends fighting it. Be mean to, to that guy. It doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no it, has to, it has to say that. 10-4. <laughs> I want this to be the most casual, like, legendary creature ever. <laughs> 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 hey, no cap. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh. We're so old in this room. Oh. We're so old. Uh, all right. Vesper Vane lets out a roar and attempts to try to claw at the Phoenix. You know. Yeah, get him. Get him. But misses and hits Elga. <laughs> no. Nin 19. That hits. Yeah. Not Elga. Not Elga. Not Elga. A doing. Ooh, cold damage. Ooh. Whoa. Vesper veins, cold dice. Probably good against the... Uh, 16 well. points of cold damage. He hits him and goes, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. We're so I'm old that it's like, it's like a novel, you know, little thing whenever we say modern sling. It's yeah. terrible. Then uh, Vesper Vane says, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, it's now come full circle, <laughs> and I, I hate feel like it. It's I okay hate it when now. Gus does it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, tries to bite at the Phoenix. Unfortunately, on its bite attack, Vesper Vane rolled a four, which is a miss. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for Vesper Vane. Then it's Hexel's turn. Ooh. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Go, Hexel. You're made of goo. Here is a cheer. I. Made for you. There oh, you go. that's actually very good. Hexel <laughs> really likes that. Oh. Oh, thanks, Jip. Here, let me help you too. Hexel uh. rips off a piece of their body uh, and attaches it to you, giving you an extra pseudopod. A little helping handopod. So that'll give you advantage on an ability check or attack roll. You know, earlier in the, the, the campaign, I did want to put a hand on my tail, so... Oh, you, you, would you would you rather Hexel put it on your tail? Yeah, put it on my tail. Yeah. Does it make a little hand? Yeah. Yeah. Hexel puts the hand on your tail, then uh, then high fives it. Wahoo! Whippy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, blurble gerble. Whippy. Uh, so yeah, you have uh, advantage on one ability check or attack roll. Cool. All right, everyone, let's just all pay attention and give Blaine a moment to actually play the D&D. Here we go. Spotlight comes down. <laughs> yeah, one attack and oh boy, I'm going to use it. So yeah, it's Chip's turn. Then after Chip, going back to the top to Sphinx. Okay, so there are folks that are close to the Sphinx, yeah? Yes. Like quite within five feet? Think, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I shall use the arm blade of Blurbling. 14. Is that That's an attack roll uh, on the Sphinx. That actually hits. Oh, okay. 
So that does 1d8 plus 2. I think that's uh, slashing. So that's 7. And then I also do a 1d4 acid damage. Seven. I'm just going to start totaling this up. Seven points of slashing. So d4 of that there damage. It's three. Three points of acid damage. And because I'm one of them sneaky deaky rogues, I have that thing called... Wait for it. Uh, it's the thing where when people are within five feet, I can get advantage and stuff. Sneak attack? Yeah. Once Sneak turn, attack. you can deal an extra 2d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon. If you have advantage on the attack roll, you don't need advantage on the attack roll if any other enemy of the target is within five feet of it. Yep. All right, so I'm going to roll that 3d6. Those aren't bad rolls. That's a 15. Six, Ooh, five, and four. That is really good. Yeah, so that's that. And then uh, I think with that being said, I'm probably just going to use cunning action to hide. Okay. I'm going to tiptoe away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you use the, the hand on your tail to put it in front of your lips and go, Shh, Yeah. I'm uh, sneaky. You don't get it, Cheers, Phoenix. Do I need to do any sort of like... No, that just allows you to remain hidden so someone has to make a perception check if they want to try to see you. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what, make a stealth roll just so I have it for posterity here. Bob, roll a 19. Okay, it's Phoenix. So a lot has happened since the Phoenix's last turn. The battle has changed quite a bit. War. War has changed. <laughs> it's going to take a slightly different approach here. It changes sides. It's our friend now. <laughs> And we're all fighting together against the forces of evil. Yeah, and climate change. (laughs) (laughs) It takes to the air, putting a little bit of distance between you all and it. Would that open it up for attack of opportunity? Normally, yes. However, this phoenix has an ability called flyby, which allows it to avoid provoking attacks of opportunity when flying out of an enemy's reach. How convenient. Oh, gets up into the air, gets a little bit of space between you all and opens up its mouth and in its maw you see like the burning fires of an outer plane and they seem to like congeal and focus themselves and fly straight in the direction of everyone who was bunched up down below. Wait, so when you say maw, what it's is mouth. It's mouth. So is this any connection to the maw and paw stuff? That was just me saying. <laughs> that, oh, okay, that was okay. just, yeah, that was, that, that was Call good back. catch. Yeah. Nice callback, but that was just me using a word for mouth. Okay, okay. That, yeah, I was adjusting my glasses as I was doing math <laughs> and studying for the FAT. I'm trying to figure the clues. All right, so who was there? All of you. Well, Barney was not there. Barney's Barney not, back. and you you hid. Well, I'm hiding, hid. but I don't know if that necessarily means that I... Come for me if you dare. Well, this is more like an AOE. Yeah, that's what I was like. He's exactly. Trying. Yeah, so it's going to hit. Oh, so I should say the mold. Vespervane, Chip, Elga, and Matid. Oh, you're worst. You're like an AOE vomit attack. Huh? Right. It's going to try to hit Ollie. It's not that it's a save. It's going to roll an attack roll. I'm just going to make one attack roll, and we'll apply it to everyone just to save time here. Oh, I rolled a 20. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be max damage then for that one. That's, oh, and then it's more because it's a crit. Are we going to die? Dear Carol, these are my last words. I miss you so, so much. There's a fireball coming straight from my head. Good God, why did I hide in this bush? I miss you so, so much, love you. That does 40 points of damage. Okay. You're fire resistant. Oh, what kind of damage is it? Fire damage. Okay. So what did you have to chip? It does half. Yeah! It just had a very weak high five. It was. It wasn't a good one. Oh, dear fire department! (laughs) Oh, wait, and I had 10 temp hit points, I think. Yeah. So I have a action called patient defense. 
but it says I can take the dodge action as a bonus action on my turn. I don't remember how we figured out, like, it says a dodge on your turn, but I wouldn't dodge on my turn. Get the heck out of dodge. I was just going to make that reference. It's such a good it reference. It comes better from my mouth because I'm north. Oh, yeah. I'm Get north the north. heck out of dodge. So what it is, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Like, when you take the dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks. Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll made against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker. Okay. That I did not know. That's how it worked. It would be a bonus action at the end of my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I have a reaction as well. If, if you're resolved with John's. Oh yeah, uh, Matisse down. Oh, oh dear. Oh down. Oh yeah, down down. Uh, can I do my reaction? Yeah. Okay. I have a little something something called hellish rebuke. So I'm gonna take this fire, boom, flip it, spin it, fart it back at right at you. Boom. I, I feel like Chip would call it heckish rebuke. Oh, yeah, I like that. Heckish rebuke. <laughs> and then I. Uh, do I even need to roll for that, or just? I don't think so. I'm gonna double check. There's no roll option, so. Yeah, uh, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw. So the dexterity saving throw is DC 15. Dexterity is plus seven. I need an eight or better. Four. So fail save. Ha 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 ha. And then I do 3d10. That's 27. So you heckish rebuke these phoenix. Uh, you get damaged, and you like point back. Do you say anything cool, or is there any like catchphrase? Uh... I, I take it like like a pizza pie maker, and I take it like the fire they threw at me, like dough, and I flip it in the air, and I spin it right back at him. Uh, I say, uh, uh Baba Boy! <laughs> I don't know. It's first thing in my mind. I'm going to be a good boy here, Gus, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. It is fire damage. I don't know if that's going to impact. Ooh, this phoenix. Yeah, the fire streaks straight towards the phoenix, who once again opens its mouth and swallows your heckish review. Does it give it indigestion? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. And it's like that scene in uh, The Mask where he swallows yeah, the that's dynamite a and goes. Spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't really a pizza. It wasn't a pizza. <laughs> it's intimidating. I guess you know. I think it was good. I go kick rocks. <laughs> Literally kicking rocks over here. Could you kick rocks near me so that you might be close by to revive me? <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for the phoenix. So it's Matite. Oh, uh, make your uh, your death saving throw. Would love to, Gus. See, it's got 20. the little Nat thing. It's got three little skulls next to it, so I can indicate if people made their check or not. <laughs> Seventeen. That Although, wait, it. hold on. Just so I can maybe roll a twenty. Uh-huh. I have an ability called Will to Remain, which gives me advantage on uh, death save throws. Okay. That's cool. Where'd that come from? Is that a feat? That's because I'm a ghost. Oh. Awesome. I'm a ghost. Spooky dookie. Hoo-hoo. So I'm just, I already passed with the 17. This is just to see if I can get a crit. Right. Now I got to roll a one. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I see you're taking the 17. I would like to take the 17. Matid gets a little check mark on their skull. D set, see who play. Hang in there, Matid. We'll get you right as rain in no time. What if we bring back Matid too good? And then they're like alive, alive. <laughs> oh, what if they become human or oh. non-ghost? Yeah, corporeal. Eric. Oh, were you saying, trying to say corporeal? That's the one. He's tried to say corporeal so bad we thought it was Eric Coker. Nah, you know. Corporeal. It's an, uh, Corporal Barker. I the beholder. I, uh. <laughs> All right, it's the mool's turn. <laughs> Over there. After the mooled is Elga. It's balls. Yeah, the uh, phoenix is up in the air now. So, it, you know, the mooled does like trying to smash with its fist. Yeah, Mould is mad. So I guess the Mould's going to have to try to shoot a volley of gemstones at the Phoenix once again. 
Yeah. Just because it's in range. Oh, shucks, howdy. How am I going to fight this thing? It's so high up in the air. I just got, not, I guess I got a crossbow. Don't worry, we'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix must make a dexterity saving this throw. This thing's the size of a yacht, and I'm going to shoot a single arrow into the sky. <laughs> get the flying monk up. <laughs> just get it right. Where'd that come from? Right. <laughs> this Phoenix makes its dexterity saving throw this time, so it takes half damage. <laughs> Darn it. If only we had, like, a flying attacker. You know what yeah. Real powerful. One, two. I am working on it. About this, okay? <laughs> yeah, but like, like, like if it had three attacks, you know? Oh, shocks. I, I actually had four attacks, to be clear. Four would be great. That's impossible, though. All right, Elga, you're up. After Elga is Barney and Vesper. I don't have anything that could, like, heal you, so I don't know if I should. You can do a... I, I can do it. Okay. Okay. I'll leave for Barney. Leave it to the... To be clear, though, anybody can do a, a check to stabilize somebody. Yeah. Gotcha. Because you don't have to. I'll let, I'll let Barney... Give you the mouth to mouth. No. Is it more than 60 feet up? No. Excellent. Could I please use the thing from my fang frost, my cone of cold? Gustavo, may I? <laughs> may I please cast cone of, uh, cone of cold up in the air at this phoenix? I'm really hoping D&D is not like Pokemon where fire is effective against ice. I think it's extra effective. You know, Elga, I'm so glad you used that because when you got that, I was like, oh, gee, I wish I had that. And I don't know if our barbarians going to use a knife. I told you that if you ever get something that is good, we can drink. Yeah. You did offer that. Yes, I did. Well. I'm saying this all during combat, yeah, I feel by like the way. Yeah. <laughs> this phoenix is paused and waiting. It's looking at its claws. It busts out a nail file. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. do you want me to write up a contract for us right now just uh, while we wait here? What's a potion of climbing worth, though, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so your fang frost has freezing ferocity. So while holding it, you can use an action to cast cone of cold once per long rest. Yes. Cool. So a blast of cold air erupts from my hands. This is actually a good time to use it since it's now like nowhere near anybody. Mm -hmm. So it must make a DC 13 constitution saving throw. It's constitution is ooh, plus one. So I need a 12 or better. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Four. do it. Yes. Yes. Take that, That's a good DM. So it'll take 8d8 of damage. Wow. 8d8? Good lord. 8d8. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. That's, that's a lot. That's like almost, that could be 64. It'll take uh, 38 points of damage. Oh. And then, you're not nice. Well, you're not nice either, okay? You put fire on me, I put ice on you. <laughs> you big cat bird. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, you, that's right. I got you. I'm, I'm holding Elga back. <laughs> She's raging too hard. And I think that's it. Oh, does no melee is only where your rage stacks on. Yeah, Sorry. so I don't get my my bonus on my rage there. And then I'm also going to back away a little bit from Matid and the Mould, just so like we're not in the same area of effect. Good type thing. Towards the fire. Yeah. Just spacing out a little bit. I'm gonna space out, maybe like you know, 20 feet or so. Yeah, one of them fire vomit comets. <laughs> They'll get you. Okay, that's it for Elka Barney. Okay. How far away is this thing? It's uh, no. So you didn't walk up to it. So if it was on the ground in front, you would be between 20 and 30 feet away. Uh -huh. And then from that point, it went up another 20 or 30 feet. Okay. So it is the, hypo uh, the hypotenuse <laughs> of a triangle uh, with sides A and B equaling 25. Okay. Which is? 25 squared plus 25 squared divided and then the root of that. Right. Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't ready for this kind of math. <laughs> Dude, this time, guys, what is 25, it? That's uh, 12, the square root of 1250. No, it's 25 times 25 plus 25 times 25. Yeah. Oh. So 35. 
35. So it's 35 feet at a diagonal up from you. Mm. We solved for C. Yeah, I think I'm the only one who cares that we did this. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. Give yourself an inspiration. Dive, oh, you know, that's, oh that's good. And 35 feet in the air. At a diagonal. I can't be funny, but I can be a nerd. So how high up? <laughs> it's, so 30, it's 25 how? feet off the ground and 25 feet in front of you. Chris didn't take geometry is what I'm learning here. <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day, I do love math because I was like, I know how to like add in increments of 45 because yeah, yeah, yeah. of weightlifting. So yeah. it's just like, <laughs> oh, I love mathematics. 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 Math. So you're asking for this distance too. Well, I had a, a thing planned, but I'm not gonna do it. Anyway, I'll use my bonus action. I'll start with I'll start with my bonus action. Oh, dessert first. <laughs> oh, and I'm gonna do use the book of even full to cast appeal of alleviation, <laughs> which is one d6 plus five hit points. I got one charge left. Two creatures of your choice you can see within range regain hit points equal to 1d6 plus my spellcasting ability. So that would be 1d6 plus 5. And it, it, it impacts undead creatures as well. I'm going to do that. Oh. There you go. I liked your little like your little side point. <laughs> yeah. Chris just looked over his shoulder at me and kind of pointed very coyly. Uh, so <laughs> very and, and, and just looking, can I see who looks worse off for the wear between Chip and Elga? I'm not doing super good. Yeah, go now. But yeah. also not on the brink of death. You see, I, I, I am what you call fire resistant. <laughs> so this phoenix. Me and Chip still just having a casual conversation. Just a bunch of full of hot steam, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be nine health to, I suppose, Mateed and. and uh, so just like HP, not attempt? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, and go. so does that just go straight into my HP and stabilize me, Gus? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Welcome back to the land of the living. I've returned once more. Ah, right. You better need like a nice tall glass of blood water. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elga just like passively takes a little sip of her little sippy cup. <sighs> Who knows at this point? Canonically, in my head, my head canon you know. is only Matid knows. Yeah, that's cannot. That's in my well, head. Like, yeah. Matid would assume that. Yeah, that only like Matid's smarter than everyone yeah, and caught Mateed on to knows, it. And I think Chip knows something is off, but is too polite to uh, <laughs> say anything about hey, it. Your business is your business, but it's very like respectful. Yeah. of it. Oh yeah, the Chip anyway. So metagame perspective, since it's Barney's turn. Micah had a great suggestion. Since Barney summoned Vespervane and Vespervane acts on Barney's turn, Barney should have agency over mm. what Vespervane does. So I, it's in his character sheet. He's like, that, that's why I sent him. He's looking at it now. Oh, wow. Oh. It's going to make your initiative order thing all catawampus then. See, it says Barney Vespervane. Oh, it's because he ran out of space. <laughs> and then I did that thing. Now I'm going to shoot. He's shoot gonna shoot for the stars. He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> the so amount Barney, of times Barney pulls out a handgun. <laughs> the amount of times we joke about that in this in this show is maybe a little too often. If someone was gonna have a gun, it'd be Barney, the cleric. I'm gonna cast <laughs> Guiding Bolt, second level, and that's a uh, 46 radiant damage. Whoa, wait, no. 40, four, four, four D6. D6 radiant damage. There you go. The radiant didn't quite come out. And the next attack roll against this target before the end of your turn, next turn, has advantage. Yeah, because they glow. They glow. Okay. Is second level the highest level spell that Barney has now? No, I have third level. You have third levels? Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saving curious. it till it gets close to me. Yeah, no, I was just curious. So, uh, Flash of Light streaks toward, I assume, towards the Phoenix. Yeah. So you have to make a ranged spell attack against the target. Okay. Well, I already rolled damage for it. 
<laughs> well, well, we'll use that damage, but roll, roll the, the ranged spell attack to make sure you hit the uh, Sphinx. Ha! 14. That's the number you're looking for. Oh! Oh, wait. Why did it say 5d6? Is that at second level? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is second level maybe higher? Yeah. It says 5d6, then I rolled 46 on my second level, so maybe I did it wrong. And my second level must have a... So on a hit, it takes 4d6. When you cast it using a spell slot of second or higher, it increases to 1d6 for each slot above. Uh, yeah, so, so just roll another 1d6 and we'll add it on. It's an extra four. So totally 15 points of damage. 15 points of radiation. It's gotta be worse for wear at this point. Yeah, this phoenix is not looking as healthy as it was a short while ago. I'm still pretty ticked about the hellish rebuke. Did he give it diarrhea? Heckish. Can I perceive if Heckish Rebuke gave it diarrhea? Heckish Rebuke uh, kind of settled its stomach. It felt a little better after that. It was like a Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Ah, ah. Darn you, Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, all right. Do you have more to do? Well, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Oh, okay. Barney's <laughs> gone done. The way you went, all right. Well, but I'm, I'm preparing for the the Vesper Bane. Vesper Bane. Nope. Vesper Vane. There you there go. There it is. Third time. High five. Yes. <laughs> Since Vesper Vane is listening to Barney, I'm gonna Barney will choose whatever actions it takes, and you can make the rolls as well, Chris. Can it do Breath of Evenfall on it? It can. It couldn't last time because everyone was bunched up too much, but, but now that is absolutely an option. It wants to exhale a blast of glacial gloam in a 30-foot cone. What? Uh, that's what it says. It, glacial, it does gloam? say glacial gloam. Love the smell of gloam in the morning. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I don't either. Each creature in the cone must make a DC 17 constitution saving throw Ooh. on a failed save. Oh. Creature takes 2, 8, wait, 28. Wait, takes 28, 6, D8 so plus 1. The way it normally works what? from my side, like a peek behind uh-huh. the curtain, is you can either roll 68 plus 1, or if you're in a hurry, you just say 28. That's like yeah. the default damage. Uh-huh. That's that's common on like yeah. creature character sheets. Like when mud would transform into characters, that was that option. Yeah. So it's like you either roll 68 plus 1, or if you don't want to bother rolling, you say you take 28. Yeah, 28 is like the average. Right. Hmm. It's just how they build the character sheets. Yeah, yeah I don't all like right. that. It's, it's just to speed things up uh, when you're running the game. So for just for clarity, for the listener's sake and for John's sake, Gloam is the time of day immediately following sunset. Gloam? Mm. Mm-hmm. Today I learned. Is that in like grotesque in general or like no. that's just a real that's actual, term? actual like yeah. real etymology. Oh, wow. I also just learned that. Mm. How do you spell that? G-L-O-A-M. Can you use that in conversation? So when your parents tonight. say, what are you doing? Do your homework. Be like, I'm learning vocabulary. Yeah. Good, yeah. good gloom, madam. See, people, people who listen to Tales from the Stinky Dragon, you learn math, you learn English, you learn... Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, depending on who's speaking. You learn <laughs> some English, you learn a lot of uh, late 80s, early 90s references. Uh-huh. What's she uh, talking about? <laughs> you learn the power of friendship. So the Phoenix needs to make a constitution saving throw as a blast of glacial gloom overcomes it doing cold damage and potentially slowing it down. Barney saw what Elga did, wants to do it too. Mm-hmm. So I will roll yes. the constitution saving throw for this phoenix, which is, mm. I need a 16 or better. Look at this team. Got a bird that attacks four times and a ice barbarian, old man with a big bird. I rolled a 10. Me? Yes. <laughs> My fanny pack. So on a failed, Our cheerleader. You're doing great, Chip. On a failed save, it takes... 68 plus one cold damage, and its speed is halved until yeah. the end of its next turn. I want to roll. Do it. I, I always roll. Yeah. I, I don't like taking the default I d- number. I did too with mud stuff. Here he goes. 37. Ooh. That's higher than 28. Yes. It is. So the glacial gloam overwhelms the Phoenix, 
uh, you see, you know, this phoenix start to slowly solidify and crystallize as the uh, gloam coalesces around it. And the phoenix falls to the ground, covered in glacial gloam. Oh, good job, Mr. Dragon. And as it hits the ground, it seems to let out its final breath. <sighs> and as it does so, it explodes. Everyone what? within 60 feet of the Phoenix, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Did okay. I did I back up enough, though? I would say probably not, because 60 feet would be further than where you first and I, entered. And I don't get to use my tail as a reaction for this, right? Because it's not an attack on me. You No, but you have danger sense as a barbarian. I do, so it's an advantage on this. You have advantage. Yeah. I got a 12. 18. Chip, you have the helping handapod from Hexel, so you could use that to get advantage on this. Okay. Oh, wait, I have a handing pod, too. That one would have expired by oh, now, okay. yeah. Question on advantage. <gasps> uh, if I roll the same number twice, I don't get to roll again. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What'd you roll twice? I rolled 10 two times. Oh, no. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. Woo! No, 25. I rolled a 17. 17, 18, 25, and 10. Also, I spit my inspiration die because I rolled a bad one the first time. Okay. 17, 18, 25, and 10? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 10 doesn't do it, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't think so. The phoenix hits the ground and explodes into a fireball. Wow. Fire damage washing over all of you. If you save, you only take half damage. And then Chip takes half of that. Half, half. <laughs> the total damage is 25 points of damage. I rolled two tens. It's 2d10 plus five. I rolled two so tens. So you rolled a maximum. You're right. Maximum damage. 25 points of fire damage washes over you. If you saved, you take 12 points of damage. Chip, you take six. Uh, also, can I can I have that even further? Because <laughs> I have uncanny dodge when an attacker that you see hits you with an attack. You can use your reaction to have the attack's damage. It's, it's not, not really an attack. an attack. Right. It's not an attacker hitting you. It's an AoE. So, so, I, get, so I get six. 12 so, if we so 12 it. if you saved. Yeah. And, and then Chip gets six. Correct. And on top of the fire taking over all of you guys, it also ignites all the tents and all the flammable objects uh, within a 60-foot oh, radius. No. Oh, no. Hey, Chip's nightmare. Um, Matisse's down again, by the way. <laughs> Mold, could you do anything about this? Do you have any, like, uh, water shooting spouts? Are we out of contact? Uh, out of combat? Yeah. So we'll say since we're out of combat, everyone, you can choose either an inspiration die or five temporary hit points. I'm looking at you, Matisse. <laughs> I need permanent hit points. I do want the inspiration dice. I'm going to take that. Oh, uh, 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 liver veins. Yeah, yeah, go freeze. The can the, yeah, can the dragon. What? Wait, liver veins? Whatever its name is. You know what I'm talking Whatever about. Whatever its name is. Vesper vein. Yeah. I will take the inspiration. I'll take the five hit. Confident enough in Chip's abilities to make Gus laugh. You don't say that. What? Yeah, well, it gets, it's, ooh, it's going to enter a drought. It's going to be very earned. So, temp HP doesn't bring me back. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what will? Bring it up. Mouth to mouth from your dear friend, Chip Haney. There are other ways to resuscitate <laughs> things. Come here. I don't breathe. Give me that beak. I don't I, breathe. Can I go over to help Matita? Uh, sure. Can I help them? Yeah. Okay. I'll say normally you would make a, like if we were in combat, you'd make a medicine check or something, but yeah. where, you know, there's no real time pressure. So I'll say you, you take your time and, you know, really bring Matid back and stabilize I... them. Hold, hold on. And yeah. then and do they get any so, HP? They'll be at zero. <laughs> I cast aid. Aid. Second level. What does that do? Take a swig of water and I mama uh, burn it to you. You're I... used to this. <laughs> Up to three creatures within range. Uh, each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increased by five. So who do you pick? I choose me, Chip, and Elgut. 
Not my teeth. No, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, who, who holds out there? I only Just, have, I have ten HP left. I'm good. Then I will do it on Elga and Matisse, and, and then I mean I don't I already have. No, I'll do it on Chip. I mean I feel fine. I think I also have the temp from the last time you did These that. These aren't temp. These are permanent increases. Until rest or just permanent, permanent? No, until like it's, it's a eight hours. It's a heal. Right. It's eight hours. I, so I already have. Oh, five. you already have it? Do you already have it? No, so I, I took the inspiration die. No, but this would be different. Yeah, this is different. This is just a five point heal. Yeah, he, he used aid either last episode or yeah. the one before. Those are gone. I used the temp HP already. So this is confusing because it's not temp HP. It's like it increases your maximum HP and right. gives you actual HP. You can do an override max thing. I just don't know if I did on you before. I don't remember. I think you I don't remember who you chose either. I was definitely one of them because they have max HP modifier five plus the temp HP that you gave earlier. Yeah. I don't have any modifier on So mine. you did not get it then. Yeah. Okay. Get it. Great. Now that everything seems to be settling down, uh, Vesper Vane returns to you, Barney, uh, lands in front of you and uh, opens its mouth and says, Barney Farney? What? What? <laughs> that is you, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I remember you. You were one of the good ones from so long ago. What? What? Oh, I'm, I'm so shocked to see you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Where's your family? Huh? Barney Lord's just dropping. I, I, where, where is my family? I don't know. I, I figured they're with you. You know, your wife, your kids, what? your dog. Huh? Well, I'd like to know that myself. Oh, well, maybe we should find them? Yes, please. Oh, well, if you find them... Give me a call. Summon me back up. I'd, I'd love to catch up with her. <laughs> so casual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got anyway, it. I gotta, I gotta run. No cap. <laughs> Is that what the strangest dragon ever? I really like this ever. dragon being <laughs> so casual. Also, uh, and with that Vesper vein begins dissolving again uh, and becoming uh, wait, wait, losing, wait. losing its corporeal form. Oh, oh, oh. Barney. You're missing your wife, too. You got some splaining to do. <laughs> what if our wives are hanging out together? <laughs> what if his wife is your wife's mom? <laughs> the blob turns to Hexel and thrusts her orange pseudopods around the red offspring. Thank Ma, that's finally over. Are you okay, my little freckle fleck? I'm so sorry, honey. Your blending ceremony. Maybe we can... The firestorm erupts nearby and a skinless gray figure appears out of thin air. What? Oh, a splintered smile it. comes across Eddie's fractured face. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love a spur-of-the-moment holiday, but it's hotter than a fiend's armpit in Pyroa. Besides, this is where the fun is happening. Oh. Eddie pulls out a sky chart torn in half and turns to the mould. A hurgle, a glurgle, a flip, a gib. The diamond-skinned golem cocks its head, and Eddie points a sinewy finger at the blob. The mould bounds over to the embracing Glurbians, knocks Hexel over, and pins the blob to the ground. Nobody move, or I'll tell Mooly here to waste the Glurbian. Eddie pulls out a notebook and flips to a certain page. Ah, yes. Blobber a Mergle, right? You see, Blobby, I want nothing more than the truth, and I just can't seem to get a straight answer. It's honestly quite maddening. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you can help. Tell me, what's the deal with the Great Ma? What actually happened on the day of the spawning? What? That was over a thousand years ago. Everyone knows the Great Ma spawned children from her jaws, and that's where the seven leaders- Wham! Eddie slams the notebook shut. Don't! 
Don't do that, Blobby. I'm not an idiot. Just tell me what happened. What really happened that day. I know you were there. Tapping the notebook. I don't know what you want. Blabbera, I'm gonna give you one more chance to come clean. And if I don't hear the truth, then Mooly here is gonna play a game of fetch with Hexel. And you really don't want that. Please, no. Hexel doesn't know anything. You're... You're right. I was there. But I don't remember anything from before. <sighs> That's very disappointing to hear, Blobby. Playtime it is. Wait, no, I swear I don't remember, but there's someone who does. He he lives in Vania. That's all I know. Please, please don't hurt Hexel. Now you see, that's what I was looking for. I appreciate your honesty, Blobby. And for what it's worth, I don't care what other people say. You truly are a hidden gem. Eddie smiles, and with a snap of his fingers, the mool chomps down on the orange glorbian. And with a splat from head to toe, the amorphous blob begins coagulating and crystallizing. Oh, no! Mom! Mom! Hexel! Don't worry. Everything's gonna be okay, honey. I love... And just like that, the blob's entire body becomes one big orange gemstone. Over 500 gold. Sorry. Find out what happens. Get to listen to the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. So sad. Rest in peace. Yeah. He's worth over 500 gold. We should probably take that gem with us just in case we change it. Yeah, just in case. Gem. 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 Hey, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been watching and promoting Sticky Dragon Adventures. I know Heck you've yeah. heard us talk about it a lot, but we're very excited oh, about man, it. Yeah. And we we the really best community. appreciate it. Yeah. Best fans, best listeners, best community, everything like that. You guys are so amazing, so supportive. Yeah, yeah. it's been great. The, the day we're recording this is the, the day the first episode came out, a little peek behind the yeah. curtain. So we're still riding that high. And, but yeah, if you um, if you enjoy it and you want to check it out, of course, go to stickydragonpod.com. Uh, become a first member. Really, You get extra stuff. You can really directly support this. Can yes. I tell you what our, our special first uh, show is? Yeah. It's called Show Me That Magic. Yeah. The making of Sticky Dragon Adventures. And what we're going to do is it's going to be a couple of us, one or two humans and one puppet. Oh, that's funny. Uh, doing like a live, watching the show and doing a live commentary and stopping and telling stories about production. We have a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be like Bart or Kyborg or Gum Gum or, or whoever will be joining us as their in character. Bart, Kyborg, uh, Gum Gum, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I, just, I was like, because well, I, I was going to list just off the four interns, but we might also have some, like, you know, like the second episode, I think, <laughs> I think it might be fun to have Catawampus on or something, uh, you know, like, oh. uh, anyway. And, and again, you can, you can do that and you can support us directly by signing up at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Yes, sir. Uh, goes a long way and gives you access to these bonus shows. And like Show Me the Magic will be a, a show exclusive to those group of our community. Yep. Yeah. And you might see a special cameo from four of your friends in episode one. All That's right. That's all I'll say. See you next week. 
Hey, did you know you can directly support the show by becoming a first member at stinkydragonpod.com slash first? Amazing little stinkers that have already done that are Zagatka, Vin Culprit, Moose Tyke, Ray Prime 18, Mike TV. They're all directly supporting the show and they get access to more content like our second win bonus show or show me the magic. They can talk with us in our subscriber only Discord channels. They get to show up for our live streaming events. Again, that's all done by going to stinkydragonpod.com slash first. We can't thank you enough for your support that lets us make this very stinky show. And speaking of our stinky show, we had an NPC in this episode that we pulled from one of our listeners, Hexel the Blob's Offspring. Uh, we got that from Eggs the World Destroyer on Instagram, and they were voiced by the incomparable Elise Willems. Speaking of amazing voice actors, this phoenix was voiced by Christian Young. Blobbera Mergle, aka The Blob, is voiced by Kyla Cook, and Eddie is voiced by Andrew Rosas. This episode of Tales from Stinky Dragon was produced by Ben Ernst, written and edited and composed by Micah Reisinger with additional editing work by David Sonier. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Speaking of lucky duckies, let's dive into it. There's what? ducks. Oh. Investigate for ducks, just to hold on. This is very important. That's a six on investigation on ducks. Oh, yeah, you find three ducks. <gasps> ah, Zutalos, I love the ducks. As you get closer to them, you realize that they're actually uh, duck-shaped rocks. Oh. Are any gooses Mad. Goose, there's duck, only, there's, duck. there's only one goose, and he's right behind you. What happened to these ducks? Um, ah. This guy. Ah. Oh, Gustavo. Gustavo.